Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Town BS. My name is Zach Bellman here with episode 7 and our second episode of the week here on April 22nd, 2020. As we check in with a special guest, uh, another guest from the Brewers broadcast team is Sophia Minnert, uh, the sideline reporter and digital content director, joins the program. We have a great conversation with her talking about her career and just some of uh, her stops along the way. Uh, just another fascinating conversation. And uh, in the coming weeks, we will be recapping the NFL draft, looking at uh, whatever other sports news develops in the next couple weeks. Obviously, we're very much week-to-week, day-to-day here as far as the return of the sports world. But uh, in the meantime, you know, been linking up with a lot of great guests and people that I admire in the industry. Sophia is absolutely one of them. Uh, and... You know, we have a great conversation today. So uh, if you're enjoying the program, uh, please be following on Spotify, uh, Anchor, my Twitter, at Zach Bellman underscore WNY, and uh, we'll keep producing stuff. It's been a pleasure uh, hearing all the great feedback so far on the episodes, and uh, we'll be looking forward to producing some more great interviews in the coming weeks. So thank you so much. Keep it tuned here and stay safe out there. One other quick note before we hop into the episode here, I did unfortunately get a spam phone call in the middle of the interview here, so I had to cut that part of the podcast out, but hopefully other than that, uh, you can hear it all right, and without further ado, here's our interview with Sophia Minner. All right, so my guest today is Brewers Broadcast and Digital Features Content Director, Sophia Minnert. Sophia, thank you so much for joining me this morning. First of all, hope you're staying safe in the midst of all this. How are you holding up under present circumstances? Thanks. Um, I think just fortunately healthy, which is the most important thing, of Mm -hmm. course. And beyond that, I think just trying to stay patient and optimistic and, um, you know, productive the best that you can considering the circumstances. So, um, you know, obviously there's harder days, um, especially, you know, the further we get into this, but, you know, just trying to, uh, abide by all of the guidelines that have been put in place and, and hope that we can come out of this on the other side better for it. Definitely. Are you missing the ballpark as much as the rest of us? <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's hard because you still get, you know, the notifications on your phone about the schedule and I've got a magnet fridge you know, or a magnet <laughs> on my fridge that reminds me of the schedule every day, you know, and I try not to get too caught up in that, right. Of, Oh, we should be here. We should be doing this series. Um, I try not to get too caught up in that. It just doesn't feel very productive. Um, but it is hard, you know, you do really miss it. And I think especially where we were in spring training, you were you were a month into it. You were very much back into that routine and and the excitement of starting a new season, so many new players. Um, you know, you were two weeks away from opening day. You felt like you were so close. Um, and then obviously things were suspended. So I definitely miss it. I honestly, I miss the people more than anything, but I can't wait, you know, hopefully when there's a day when we can all get back to, to baseball. And I think, you know, everyone will be excited for that. Definitely. Yeah. It does sound like you're keeping busy though. I've seen a few of the interviews you've done uh, over video chat with some Brewers legends in recent weeks. And I saw that Fox Sports Wisconsin debuted a new show this week called Unscripted. Uh, What can you tell Mm -hmm. us about that? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think, uh, you know, Fox Sports Wisconsin came up with this idea of of unscripted 
um, of doing sort of a, a whip around type show. And so we're going to talk about sports in general and we're going to talk about Bucks and Brewers, obviously. So they're bringing in, you know, the Bucks broadcast crew and, and the Brewers and, um, you know, we'll incorporate some of the player and coach content. Um, so I think it'll be fun. And I think it's a way uh, just to stay connected, you know, with with fans and with viewers and you know, it was just, it was a really exciting time, like for both teams, you know, it should be NBA playoffs. And I think everyone was really excited to see how far the Bucks could go and would Giannis repeat as MVP. And, and, and I think, you know, the narrative was very much the same for the Brewers when, you know, we know how much fans love opening day and the start of baseball. And, and for us at Fox, you know, it's, it's the busiest time for us when we have that overlap of, of both teams. So it's definitely a time of year that we all look forward to. And I think this is a way for us to just stay connected. Yeah, it was definitely uh, an exciting time to be a Milwaukee sports fan. And then all of a sudden everything just hits a brick wall. So yeah, I can definitely understand how you guys are feeling that way as well. I'm sure for fans, it's, it's great to uh, stay connected with you guys and, you know, have some semblance of normalcy through this. And, um, you know, Sophia, before everything kind of hit the fan in the sports world, there was one development right before seasons were called that I wanted to get your thoughts on that being uh, the sudden banning of reporters from locker rooms. Obviously Mm -hmm. that was done. It was done with regard to health and safety, but are you at all worried that teams could be slow uh, to allow that access again once we return to playing game? I don't think so. And I think if anything, you know, the restrictions that way that we may see in the sports world, you know, post Corona, let's say, um, I think those restrictions that would be put in place would still be for the sake of health and safety. And I think everybody understood that when they implemented it at spring training and across the rest of the sports league, we only had a few days of it. I think it had been implemented that Monday and then it was Thursday that, that, you know, spring training was, was suspended. So there wasn't a lot of sample size, quite frankly, to really go off of, to evaluate how that went. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say that from the Brewers perspective, like our public relations staff was great about checking in with reporters about, okay, to speak to today um i think all the players understood that this was new for us and for them as well so they were accommodating you know coming into this separate room um to do interviews to speak with us um it was a little awkward just because it was new for everybody Mm -hmm. and um you know at that point it was so early in the coronavirus pandemic that i think a lot of people still didn't even really grasp you know, the, the severity of it and why, you know, it felt like abundantly cautious um, considering we're just a handful of reporters. But I think now in hindsight, it's like they were doing the right thing. They were trying to keep everyone safe and healthy. Um, but, but moving forward, I think, you know, especially in baseball, valuable, you know, that time that you get in the clubhouse, um, the access that you have to the players, um, I think probably more so than any sport you have the most access. So, I, I hope that that doesn't get taken away, but I think at the start, if we see any restrictions, again, it'll be because of. Yeah, and and I feel like this this isn't the first time that uh, 
you know, that, that topic has come up, you know, why are reporters in the locker room in the first place? So uh, I'm just wondering to that end, if you could kind of explain the importance uh, from your perspective of having that access and being able to work, you know, efficiently, effectively as a reporter, uh, you know, in those types of interactions in the locker room. Yeah. So I'll say that, um, you know, for home games, you typically get about, gosh, an hour, less than an hour, depending what time Craig Council comes out to speak um, before batting practice. And then actually on the road, you get a little bit more time, um, probably almost an hour and a half. So again, it's not like you have unlimited access um, in the Mm -hmm. clubhouse or with the team. There are still very much restrictions put in place of the clubhouse opens at a certain time every day. Um, And then once, once batting practice starts, at that point, the clubhouse is closed and players are typically off limit. It's, you know, a relatively small window of the day that you have that access, but it's important just to get, you know, some of the the details and, and check in with players on treatment and injuries and uh, throwing programs or tweaks in routines or um, just matchups too, you know, and I think baseball because there are games every day right and it's it's not just okay what do I need for today ahead like I almost always check in with the next day's starting pitcher you know you don't talk to a starting pitcher on their start date so I always work ahead or I work ahead for the next road trip or the next homestand of okay here's the matchup we're going to look at or I want to get Enzo Kane's thoughts on facing Jose Quintana um mm-hmm. so I think it's not just getting the information that you want for that day but it's also just the offhand conversations where you learn more about these guys personally you learn more about things they're working on right with hitting coaches or pitching coaches you can talk to them about routines and then that's the the color so to speak that helps you fill in some of the news and the the daily reporting Definitely. And, and you kind of touched on it there. I mean, with baseball being a 162 game season, you're kind of looking for that little nugget that's going to make today's broadcast different than, you know, next week's broadcast or even the next day's broadcast. Um, so I can definitely see, you know, the, the uh, need for that kind of stuff on that end as well. Um, speaking of working effectively as a reporter, one of the things I admire about your work, Sophia, is how effective you are at being your own translator when speaking with players, kind of seamlessly going from English to Spanish and back to English in interviews. Uh, I guess, you know, how did you learn to speak a second language so fluently? So my mom deserves all the credit for that. My mom, Sylvia, <laughs> is from Costa Rica. And so um, my grandparents uh, and all of my extended family live there. And parents don't speak any English. And I was the first grandchild on that side of the family. So it was basically a rule um, when my mom had kids that, um, you know, I had to grow up speaking Spanish and, and my brothers and I were growing up. My mom spoke nothing but Spanish to us at home. You know, it was a lot of Spanish and she understood that that was the best way that we were going to learn um, was as kids and that we would do it simultaneously as we were learning English And honestly, we just didn't really think any differently about it, right? You just do what your parents tell Mm -hmm. you to do. And we were really fortunate that, you know, my parents made it a priority to take us to Costa Rica regularly. Um, We went every year, uh, typically at Christmas time, or we'd go to dinner. That was better. Um, And my mom would keep us down there for like extended periods of time before we got into school. So 
um, you know, I'm still very close with all of my family there. Um, they've come to see us and we still go down there regularly. So, um, you know, growing up as a kid, I had no idea that I'd end up working in major league baseball, but that was also something that my parents said, like, no matter what you do professionally, like personally, this will be just a huge advantage for you. Um, and something that we should be proud of and something that we should try to use. So, um, for me, mm-hmm. it's played out really well in major league baseball and happy to be able to do it because I think it's important opportunity to express themselves in a way that's natural for them in a way that's comfortable for them. And, and quite frankly, that's how you get sort of the best reaction and information from them is, is when they're comfortable and when they feel like they can express themselves really sincerely, you know, and freely. So I'm, I'm able to maybe provide that for fans and, and for the players as well. Mm-hmm. And you kind of touched on it there, but, um, you know, did you have any idea at the time growing up that your Spanish speaking was a, was a skill you would use as often as you do now? No, no. I mean, I couldn't, <laughs> I, I always knew I wanted to work in sports and I, I, I was always really interested in the media component, but I didn't necessarily grow up thinking like, I want to work in television. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't think that way. I just, I knew I wanted to be in sports and I thought media was, uh, just a fun, a fun industry, and and it kind of matched my skill set. So I was a journalism and Spanish major at Marquette, and even then I wasn't necessarily convinced that I would be in television. I was still trying to figure it out. So through a couple internships, um, I I really made that commitment and found my niche of like, okay, I definitely want to be in in live television, and I want to be in game reporting, and sort of clarified from there for me. So, um, you know, fast forward a couple of years and I'm working with the Brewers and the Bucks on Fox Sports Wisconsin and, and obviously Major League Baseball with, you know, nearly 30 percent of the league and, and growing being Latin American players. Um, it felt like a really natural fit. And I, I just I, I love baseball. I love the team. And and again, being able to use the Spanish is something in baseball that just doesn't to really any of the other professional sports as much as it does in baseball. Yeah. Um, and Sophia, I actually had your cohort, Brian Anderson, on a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him the same question I, I wanted to ask you as well. Uh, you know, what has kept such a talented reporter such as yourself in Milwaukee for the last decade or so? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I, it's home for me, you know. I, I grew up in Madison, and... I went to Marquette, so I feel like I've really grown up here in Milwaukee. And then I, I, you know, interned here, and I, I went back to Madison, and I worked there for a couple of years doing high school sports. That's how I got the opportunity with Fox Sports Wisconsin. And, and you know, I, I don't take that for granted because a lot of people in this industry, they don't get the opportunity to work in their home market ever. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not, this is not a career path that you can design, right? Unfortunately, you have to go where, where openings are and you have to work your way up and you, you know, you often have to be willing to move and, and this is just how it has worked out for me. Take that for granted. I'm extremely grateful to be able to cover the teams that I grew up watching. You know, I, I went to games at County Stadium kid and certainly at Miller Park as well. So um, I just, I feel really lucky that I've been able to stay here as long as I've been able to. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to stay here for as long as I can, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I kind of asked Brian as well. Um, you know, do you have any desire to do more national work, or are you pretty content with where things are at this point? I I love what I. I mean, like anyone else, I keep my eyes open. You know, there are. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's. I think that's healthy, right? I think you should always kind of keep thinking about what's the next thing, or how can I challenge myself, or what more can I be doing? I think those are things that you know I talk about with with BA and rock all the time, right? Like you want to kind of keep pushing for something else. And even for us doing a 162 game season, we're out thinking about that too, of like, how can we keep this do something different? How can, you know, you're just, you're always kind of looking for something else or something more. Um, and I, again, I think that's a good thing. So yeah, there's there, of course there are like events that I would love to work, um, you know, national games what's the dream what's the dream assignment for sophia i mean i'd love to work a world series of course you know i preferably a brewer's world series um (laughs) that would be the ultimate dream is you know to cover to cover the brewers in the world series i think everyone would love to see that right it hasn't happened since 1982 um and the team came Mm -hmm. so close 18 and you realize how hard it is to get there so I think that would be an ultimate one. But I mean, even some of the, like an Olympics to me would be so cool. Um, I think just, you know, there's always kind of things that you think about of like, wow, that would be fun to work that event. Definitely. Yeah. And Sophia, having been in a few locker rooms with you in the past and in my own career as a sports reporter, I've kind of gathered that sometimes there's just a guy in a locker room that you just know is always a good quote. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, who who have been some of your favorite players to interview over the years? Oh, gosh, um, there's been some some good ones. I think. <laughs> uh, I mean, baseball wise, you know, guys like Carlos Gomez, who like always had a big personality. Um, Eric Thames, most recently with the Brewers. Um, you know, I appreciate guys thoughtful and give like insightful answers um, or guys that just have great personality and like have a great sense of humor. You know, Brent Suter is one that comes to mind. Um, he just, he brings so much energy. It's like, it's hard not to <laughs> want to be around him. Um, and I think for the Bucks, you know, like I was there when, when the Bucks draft, like watching him sort of grow up, I mean, you literally felt like you were watching this kid grow up before your eyes, right? Like when he was trying smoothies for the first time and learning how to drive Mm -hmm. and, you know, all these experiences, you're like, wow, this kid's life is like changing by the day. And, you know, you're just like watching and observing and listening. And so things like that are, are really, really cool. And some of the best parts of this job, you know, is, is when you get to, be a really small part of like sharing those experiences with somebody. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can echo your thoughts on uh, Giannis in particular, because I, one story I always like to tell people uh, about Giannis is uh, one time uh, while I was working a uh, internship for WTMJ sports radio, that's when I was kind of in and around that locker room a little bit uh, for, I think the 2015, 16 season. And, um, uh, you know, I happened to uh, uh, I happened to be finishing an interview, I think, with uh, Larry Sanders or something like that. And uh, the big scorer that particular night was Brandon Knight, and everybody had just kind of flocked to him 
the moment he was he was ready to start his interview. And as you know, it's kind of just a a, a real scrum when uh when of you know guys kind of getting ready and then you know suddenly being ready for an interview. It's kind of uh, mix and match. And um, you know, this particular night, Brandon Knight was the heavy scorer. He had like thirty something points and. Um, so instantly, as soon as he was ready, there were three TV cameras and a scrum of reporters around him. And I'm sitting there with my little radio recorder. Um, and I'm already boxed out of getting anything decent as far as audio. And just as I'm coming to grips with that, uh, Giannis comes out and, uh, you know, he's, he's coming next to his, uh, locker and, you know, standing there in a towel and, uh, and waiting for, um, you know, his locker room space to free up because he's right next to Brandon Knight there. And, um, uh, you know, so we're both just kind of standing there boxed out of where we want to be. And he kind of turns to me and he doesn't really, uh, he doesn't say anything to me because I'm sure he's was still kind of learning his way through the, the English language a little bit there. But uh, he kind of turns to me and he uh, gestures for me to hand him the microphone. And so, you know, I'd flip it on and I'd, I hand it to him and he reaches with his you know, 10 foot wingspan <laughs> or whatever he's got over the scrum of reporters and tries to get me some audio. And that's fantastic. I, I love telling that story. I, I love telling that story. Cause it's just like the kind of character that he is. Like he, he just is just a really well-meaning guy. And, um, you know, just, uh, I, I love telling that story cause it was just such a unique interaction with a future MVP. Yeah. But, that's um, a great story. And like very indicative of the kind of person he is like, Mm-hmm. that's just that's a that's a great story i love that <laughs> and uh you know finally uh sophia i just wanted to ask um you know since you've been around all the recent success of the brewers the last couple postseason runs is there maybe any moment that the cameras didn't catch kind of in that same vein or just a special <laughs> moment that you will always remember uh about your last couple years in milwaukee oh my gosh um so many i mean i think for me it's like and and Bill, I'll just use like game 163 as, as an example of this is, you know, I never take for granted like the seat and the perspective that I have of just, I'm almost in the dugout, you know, every game of, you know, sitting in the camera well and you just, it's, the game is just totally that close and, and you get to see sort of the scope of emotions, like throughout a game and throughout a season. And so, you know, game 163, for example, we weren't televised. We're still doing coverage um, pre and post game for Brewers Live. And so mm-hmm. Bill Schroeder was there with me and, and he came down and he sat in for a couple innings because there just isn't much seating in the Wrigley Field press box, let alone for a game of that nature that was nationally televised and a tie-breaking scenario and all that. And he mm-hmm. came down and he's like, even he was so blown away, you know, of like, wow. He's like, I, and this is a former major of like, wow, you forget what the game feels like down here, you know, as opposed to being in the stands or being in the booth when you're working a game, it's just really different. You know, you, the speed of the game, you're right there. You see, you know, the conversations, the emotions, just all of the dynamics in the dugout. And so for me, it's like, it's not those big moments. Um, it's, it's all, it's like that daily stuff, right? It's the daily, mm-hmm. you know, as guys are coming out to the dugout before the game and sort of that 
pregame energy jitters like everyone's getting ready everyone's getting loose go time right like that's the stuff that I really I love the most I miss the most now um you know the the great reactions of you know the home run gauntlets and and even the frustration of the game you know guys showing their emotions and it's a really hard game and it will humble you every day um even for the very best players so I think it's just it's all the the daily moments you know that um I I get to witness Mm -hmm. that don't always get seen on camera um that I know I'm I'm to be a part of that definitely yeah uh well Sophia thank you so much for joining me and taking the time this morning it was a pleasure to speak with a fellow Marquette alum in the in the sports industry all the best and continued health and safety to you uh we hope to see you back out on the sidelines as soon as it's safe all right, to do so all right great thank you so much for having me Zach this was a lot of fun so I hope you stay well and stay healthy uh as well and uh hopefully we can all get back to talking about real sports soon <laughs> thank you so much Sophia you all have right, a good thanks. one my thanks again to Sophia Minnett for joining the program. Appreciate her insight and taking the time to talk with me. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. And uh, next week we will be recapping what should be a very exciting 2020 NFL draft with another special guest. And keep it tuned here to Small Town BS. Thank you so much for listening.